0: You're listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by TravCon. In this episode of the Traveler Minute, we'll be talking with a nurse who has recently transitioned from her staff job to being a traveler. We'll talk about some of the pros and cons that she's experienced, in addition to being a COVID survivor. We'll also touch on the challenges of being a traveler while raising young children, and some ideas on how to stay fit through all the craziness of a busy life. My guest with me today is a traveler who started her medical career as an EMT, became a paramedic, and has now been a nurse for the last 12 years. She's a mother of two, an avid runner, and an actor. Thank you for joining us today, Anna Wilkinson. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. You're quite a a uh, well-traveled person by now already, having only touched on the uh, travel world for about a year. And now the focus of the Travel Minute is to share experiences of fellow travelers. And you have only recently become a traveler after being in a staff job for many years. Tell us what that was about and how it felt and how you managed to make the transition.
1: Well, it all started in 2020. unfortunately, you know, we have this huge pandemic that broke out in um, in New York, right? And it's, to me, it was it was just a given because everybody goes there. It's like a capsule, right? Everybody is in the subway, that's their way of traveling, you know, in California, our way of traveling is a car, really, that's mm-hmm. all we do. But I can see why New York got hit so hard. And my husband and I already planned a trip with the boys to um, go on a Disney cruise. And it was like, you know, a few of our friends. And just to clarify, you live in San Diego, right? I do, I live in San Diego. So I had everything planned till COVID hit, of course. Our cruise was canceled. I looked at my husband and we were watching the news and Como said, Governor Como said, come on, we need help, we need nurses. I said, I'm gonna go. And he's, my husband's like, go, go be Anna. And I was like, really? Like, wait, you really want me to go? <laughs> because we didn't know anything about COVID, right? We were right. just kind of scared about what was what is COVID. And so honestly, I didn't know what COVID was until I actually hit New York or had that much impact it did on people because in California, we still didn't get it hit. And so that's where I actually met all these wonderful traveling nurses. Um, and I worked for FEMA and... Basically, I was there for seven weeks. I actually had a right to my work saying, is it okay if I stay out longer? Are you guys in need of nurses? And they weren't. They were actually sending people home because nobody was coming to the hospital because COVID was really ramped yeah. up. It was regularly. really low census at that point. Yeah. Super low. And they're like, no, just stay out
0: there. Uh-huh. How did you get on through FEMA? Did you apply directly through FEMA or was there
1: a straight website that you went to no so it's an organization called BCFS so they basically um are the umbrella to FEMA so they they have these or, um staffing agencies under them and they control where we go um, you know where in New York what hospital which ER or ICU is in need. And so that's how I was told by a friend to, uh, hey, they're hiring. It's not that long. Maybe you should get on to, you know, get on that boat. And I was like, okay. But it was calling and calling repetitively and finally getting in. And then when I did, I was like, hello? (laughs) Like, I didn't know if it was real. (laughs) Like, is there someone on the other line? And so that, and there was like, hey, we need you tomorrow. Can you be here by tomorrow? And it was just kind of like, wow. Well, if you give me a couple more days, you know, but you know, this didn't really sink in until I hit the airport and I started crying because then I was like, oh my gosh, you know, my kids were crying for me. They're like, what happened if you get COVID? And I said, you know, just come back. I'll come back home, you know? And so that's where I met the amazing nurses there. And that's how I kind of figured out what traveling nursing was because a lot of the nurses that I met were all travelers. They were very much seasoned and they were amazing. They were great because they know they're versed in so many things of not only the computer, they know all different kinds of computer system, right? We know Epic, Cerner, all these different ones. And then on top of that, they're also versed in, if you're in the ER, you know, you, you know how to do compressions or CPR where in some floors you don't need that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And EKGs and doing chest tubes and opening everything up, and as well as in the ICU doing all these different medications. Was the ER that you were working in was it as crazy as what we saw on TV where people were lined up down the halls and ambulances waiting? Oh yeah, that's the thing. It's even though COVID was still going on, traumas were still coming in. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, everything stopped." It didn't stop there were still stabbings, there were still gunshots, there's still people that are being getting burned, or it was just, it still kept coming in. In my hospital, we were just, I mean, there's times that I'm like, I'm exhausted, I'm sweating. And this is like our eighth trauma. And I'm just, and they, you know, they're overdose, or they had too much meth or whatever. Right. Their cocktail was. Just general I- life going on. Yep. Yeah. And I was thrown against the wall and I was like, Whoa, okay, let's go again. You know, <laughs> I run back.
0: Yeah. Did you go right back to your staff job or did you say, Hey, this is,
1: this is something I want to do. No, I went right back. Like I was supposed to do. I, I was a good girl. You know, I yeah. had to say, thank you. You know, they let me go. Great. And, um, and so, and I love my job. I really, I really do. And it was nice to feel that I got all that experience that I can, you know, kind of show my peers that too, and also thank all my traveling nurses as well because yeah. it is a hard job. And uh, we didn't have time to go over Epic and you know take a whole week to kind of get you in transition. No, we were just thrown thrown in. It was your sink or swim. How did your next trip happen? I do medical missions and I usually do one or two a year. Uh, and you know, with COVID, it was canceled. The first one, which I usually go to the Dominican Republic. And then the second one, the same organization does a Kenya. And uh, I said, I'm going to Kenya. I'll be there for a month. I put in my request. It was ready, set in stone. And then like probably a week before I was about to head out, they called me and said, we're not going. There it's COVID is crazy over there. Right. And I said, oh, oh, bummer. And then honestly, it's serendipity. It's it really is the agency called me and said, Hey, we need a nurse in the ER. Can you come to Texas? And I said, Actually, I'm available. I have the time off. <laughs> yeah, it's, I wasn't planning to go back. Um you know, so I went in November. So I had Thanksgiving at the hospital. I'm all, what did I do? Oh yeah. But I worked six days a week. I only had one day off. right? And so it was, for me, it was, it was nice to do Thanksgiving with like a patient um, with, which was my, or my family, you know, the staff. How did you know that you got COVID? How, how did you feel? Well, when I left Texas the first time I got tested before i jumped on the plane because i just wanted to make sure that i was covid free right, right? i don't want to bring it on the plane nor did i want to bring it to my family so i tested negative i felt confident i didn't feel anything and then i went back to work the next day my work my full-time job okay in san diego in san diego so i had i think i had one day to rest and then went back to work on monday i already signed up to get the vaccine And so I went to go get my vaccine. So I, before you get the vaccine, we all always have to swab. We swab all the time. So they, they swabbed my nose and then I got the vaccine. And then my husband's like, I'm going to take you out to dinner. And, you know, and so I was like, sure dinner for us, which, you know, all the restaurants are closed. We went to the beach and we just had a little picnic, which is perfect. And, I felt normal, had nothing, didn't feel anything. Five days later, I get the results and I was positive for COVID. And I was like, this is not, no, I don't believe it because I felt fine. I said, oh, it's just kind of brush it off. And I felt like I was, A, I'm a runner. I feel like I'm in good shape. I'll do fine. And then B, I just don't know where I could have got it. It's just, you know, you just don't know. Um, And The next day I started having a fever, I had like 102. I was drenched with my, my sheets were all wet and my husband and I talked and said, well, let's both of us quarantine for 14 days because if I have it, he has it and the kids have it. So, um, I had fevers. That was the nighttime was for me was the worst. I couldn't breathe and I can see how why people get anxious when they don't breathe. And I became anxious because I Horrible get, feeling. Absolutely. Horrible. can't get that big breath. And even if I tried, it was, it, the chest pain was, it was out of control. I just wanted to grab my chest and throw it because it was so much, it was completely painful. So I had that for about two weeks. It was just the chest pain. I couldn't get rid of the chest pain. And I was nervous because I felt still a pinpoint pain in the back. Of my shoulder and i always and most of my patients when they have that they have a pe right pulmonary embolism so that's what all i was thinking okay if i have a pe what am i going to do okay should i get a as no as a healthcare professional you're five steps ahead you're I, you're like you know you've already diagnosed you're thinking about what kind of treatment you need to do so yeah you tend to go too far i do i absolutely do and i'm checking my heart rate okay 152 resting is probably not a good idea you know it's all these things I think it's our, our enemy that we know so much in the medical field, but it's also our favor as well. I didn't have a PE, (laughs) nor did I have pneumonia. I thought I had pneumonia because I couldn't get a big breath and I felt crackles anyways. And then what was hard for me is that when you have COVID, you know, everybody's scared of you. Fear becomes a big factor and Uh, It was nice to have my family call me every day, especially my brother, just to check up on me and everything. But, but my friends was, it it was different. You know, it was different to see that. I mean, I did get a couple of phone calls, but I mean, just to come by and, you know, the, you know, close the curtains. And when you walk outside, even if you're after 14 days, they were scared. Fear is a huge factor. Absolutely. And it's lonely and i can see why people go into you know hurting themselves because they they have no one no one at all and and i thought about myself as my patients who have covid they don't have anyone they don't they we don't let anybody in right we're that fear of possibly giving it to everybody else and so what we become is their their friend their advocate their person and And I always made that a motto from when I went to New York is that nobody dies alone, not my patients, not my patients. And so I would hold their hand until they took the last breath and yes, what did I take that chance? Yes, but nobody should die alone regardless on what their history is or anything. It's just, it was just a sad it's just sad to see that covid patients didn't have anyone. It's so heartbreaking it really is how long did it take you to feel completely normal again with no symptoms or do you still have some symptoms oh no i still have symptoms and it's been since december 2020 now we're in end of april i, mean, I right. occasionally have chest pain i i am a runner but i can't run by now i'm running 15 miles and you and I'm good, no shortness of breath or anything. I'm running, you know, five or six and it's just taking, it just takes yeah. me out. Yeah. Um, and it's just harder to get back into exercising. You know, you think that, Oh, I'm, I'm an athlete, no problem. But it, you know, COVID is, uh, does damage your lungs. And so and that's what you use when you run is your lungs.
0: And it's permanent scarring in many ways. It's like pneumonia where it, it takes a little bit away from you for good you know you can try and recruit as much as you can but you you've definitely lost some yeah so despite all this uh when you went to texas i want to go back to your texas uh assignment because you really know how to pick them something (laughs) something particular uh particularly abnormal happened when
1: you were in texas oh my second time yes so I was in San Angelo the second time in Texas, and they had like the biggest snowstorm ever in in, the, in 20 years, maybe 40, it was more than that, they just never had a snowstorm. But that wasn't it, is that their water um, was contaminated. <laughs> and so we didn't have water, we didn't have water in the hospital, we had bottled waters um so that's what we would give all the patients for water of course but to even wash your hands we'd use bottled water it was just kind of crazy and I've never been I I'm not from the cold really so negative five to me is like where am I it's 80 degrees here I'm in San sure. Diego you know it's sure. like does never dip down that cold in San Diego but negative five I was like I'm a Cali girl and I and I only brought flip-flops and so <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty phenomenal to see you know
0: an area of the country that just never sees that kind of extreme cold uh, you know it was horrible how many pipes burst and how many people were stranded it was really incredible how they just kept they picked up they moved on you know yeah. they were
1: busing you right they were, they were you to work and we were slipping and sliding all over the the freeway I mean yeah it, it was scary. scary. Just like, are we going to, we, we're good, right? You know, we <laughs> all have our seatbelts on double seatbelts. We could, but it was scary. And then still we would think that the ER would be quiet and nobody going out. We were so busy that I, it, it was insane because people would go outside and then they would slip and fall. And then mm-hmm. it would take them, couple hours to get to them you know an ambulance so now they're hypothermic right they're they're freezing when they come in so we're trying to warm them up slowly it it's just insane how many broken bones i've i've seen um from just this cold right that, that they went through unfortunately and they're still when i left they were still having problems with water not in the hospital anymore but people's homes that they, they, they didn't have any water. Well, there's only so much that you can do at one time. So I'm sure that the
0: plumbers and everybody were just like inundated with requests. I mean, oh, that's absolutely. crazy. So you do three assignments. Your first three assignments ever as a traveler are New York in the massive COVID hit. Then you do Texas in a massive COVID hit and get COVID. And then you've got the courage to return And on your third assignment, you get the worst snowstorm cold that Texas has ever seen in the course of history. So despite all this, you still come back and you're like,
1: I think I still want to do this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And if you say it that way, yeah, I'm just crazy. That takes a special (laughs) kind of person. I mean, most people would say, hey, you know,
0: I've done three and that's just like three too much. That's more than a lifetime. Being a traveler is a, a life of uncertainty right. with that uncertainty comes a lot of pros to be able to explore to have the flexibility to do work when you want to do work take time when you want to take time off nobody telling you you can't take vacation so many positives with it but Absolutely. what comes with that is also you don't get vacation time you don't get sick time you're at the will of of the needs in a different area and mm. you might not have a need where you want to be So how, so many people that are listening to this podcast are staff nurses. They've either been a traveler or they've been thinking about going into traveling. How do you, do you have any ideas and tips for them on
1: how to move from the staff job into being a traveler? Well, I think that was the most scariest thing that I did was take that leap of the unknown. And I really was really scared. I honestly was, I talked actually, I I didn't want to do it. I was like, I finally am getting the part-time job that I have been asking for, for the last eight years. And I was ready getting set. And my husband's like, you know, I just, you're, he knows me so well that he loves, he knows that I love doing medical missions or volunteering or just going somewhere that I can change the atmosphere, right? Mm -hmm. Change the 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 negativity to positivity. And so he said, take a break. I think COVID, I had to do a lot of soul searching. I really did. And I think on top of that, I became really sensitive on how people were treating me in a sense. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It was really heartbreaking during
0: COVID to think there's so much misery going on, so many people losing their lives week after week and the numbers kept coming at us they were almost they were surreal right we'd never seen death rates like this before we would never seen hospitalizations it's frustrating to see some people completely discount it and say it's not true and and whatnot so there was that hard part of it but also the reality we we both know and many in our profession we know it's real you can't make this up and where do you start so that that's pretty amazing. So your husband is in the field. He's a firefighter, correct? Yes. yes. So firefighters get healthcare people. They're traveler, you All know, the time. They, they understand yeah. that. And so that was really amazing that he supported you like that. It actually took me three years of planning, prepping, talking. Um discussing the whole thing it took me three years to convince my husband to leave his job and follow his new wife around uh, as her job ended every three months so
1: that that was a big big move for him whereas you had sort of support he was the one pushing you he was because he knows me and sometimes I don't know my I know myself but I'm afraid to jump because I'm so comfortable um, it's that's the that's the big thing the comfort level you know who you work with
0: You know who, where everything is. As a traveler, you never know the names of your coworkers. You're still learning them. You don't know where you're going. You hope that you take your patient to the right floor. You, you know. Which I haven't sometimes. (laughs) All of us, you know, we've been there. And it's a real, um, it's a real sense of adventure for some, fear for others. But it's definitely out of your comfort zone. It is. So how
1: did you handle being out of your comfort zone? The thing is, is that I really had travelers who went with me and that was something that um, we both connected. And I'm, not, I'm obviously not shy, I don't think I am, but <laughs> the glasses might give it away, but it's more of the unknown what scared, scared me, was not knowing, mm-hmm. will I support my family? You know, we, we all have bills to pay Exactly. (laughs) And so I think that was really scary for me that I had a reliable job. You know, I worked three days a week and I get the paycheck and, you know, bi-weekly, but I was very blessed to have amazing traveling nurses with me that were doing the same thing, was leaping to the unknown. And that's what kept me together, honestly. And especially during the, the snowstorm, we would just text each other, We relied a lot on each other because we're in the same boat. And honestly, it was just because of that, I can move forward. My One of my best friends is a traveler nurse and we met in New York and we still talk to this day. We talk probably two or three times a week. And because we had that connection in New York that we were both travelers and she actually left her job too, um, to the jump to traveling and she loves it. She loves it. She's traveled all around and I'm jealous. (laughs) I am because it's nice, but it's also one of those things that you also take the grunt of um, being a traveling nurse. You know, some people are, I hate to say it, jealous, right? Because we are making a little bit more, but we're not around family. We are not around family to hold us down. We are in a a foreign place where we we don't know anything. We're kind of thrown Mm -hmm. to this. But there's sometimes we are treated poorly. Oh, just give it to Anna. Give all the hard patients to Anna. And I and I'm one of those people, come on, give it to me. I'll take <laughs> care of them. Let's do this. We could do yep. this. But I'm not talking to you afterwards. You know, I'm like, mm. And I always have to tell myself, you know, you have to rise better. You know, if they want to throw this at me, just know that my patients are going to be looked at, they're going to be treated well and i will not forget them and you can give me the hardest patients but they'll end up writing me a good note you know Uh, and i think it makes you stronger as a result a stronger provider you
0: know you become more resilient emotionally uh you become more resilient both clinically too if you can't find the things or you you just have to make do you become
1: you rise to the occasion you're willing to to take it on absolutely you rise higher and Mm -hmm. i think that's what they sometimes we are treated like that. And I, I've never seen it in my hospital. They were, you know, not, at least in my ER, they're never treated poorly. They're always respected and absolutely. Yeah. But I've seen the other side of it. I really have. And it's, I don't know if it's jealousy. I don't know if it's, yeah, I would say it's more jealousy because they wish they can be doing this, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm also away from my family. I'm also not with my family. Mm -hmm. That is my core, is my heart, and I'm traveling around, Um, and so that's something that I. um, And my kids are seven and nine, so I am missing, you know, a good part of their life, and they know that mommy is doing her best to help people. So, I just feel that if I could, I would travel all the time. Because I love changing people's mindset. I love seeing aha, you know the the moment they see, wow, that traveler just wow, she just kicks butt. Heck yeah, I yes. do. Yes. yes, I do.
0: And that moment where they ask you to stay on, you know that that's a real, yeah. um, a real nice affirming moment that you've done something right that you have
1: contributed. And the good assignments are the majority. I oh, think. absolutely. Absolutely. And I completely agree that, you know, if you're not doing anything, go help out. I usually do that. I'll, or I'll restock all the IVs. I'll restock. Yeah. You you know, I'm benefit for them. Exactly. Let me restock, you know, the socks or anything, my room. So I'm always active. They didn't see me doing nothing. And and they see that you're working hard, that you're doing that. They're not going to, they're not going to say anything. And and they know that you're a team player when you're just going around saying, What can I do for you? Do you need yeah. you want me to restock your room or what do you need? Do you need more pillows, which I won't find, but do you need sheets? <laughs> it goes yeah. a long way in how
0: they come back to you and how they treat you. It really does Absolutely. go a long way. Yeah. So I wanted to touch on you're raising two young kids. I am. And you're traveling. So so many of the travelers are either BK or AK, which is before kids or after kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's really hard to do it if they do it with kids. Many times they're homeschooling, but not everybody has that. I want to go full time. How do you balance managing the household and going traveling?
1: Well, um, A, I have a, an amazing husband who um supports me and my decisions, <laughs> and uh, B, I have an amazing babysitter, uh, and she honestly takes the grunt of it as well. And she's been with us for four years. So it's really having that trio, (laughs) babysitter, (laughs) my husband and me, and kind of communication is the biggest thing. It is hard, 100%. And should people do it when they have young kids? I I like to say I wouldn't, but you know, we're at this, this is a crazy year. We're kind of coming out of 2020, right into 21, and Mm -hmm. the kids are still in hybrid. Um, Some are going to school, you know, only four days a week. Some are still um, being taught at home. And so it's just still, it's kind of a weird area. So I feel that um, I'm able to do this traveling because of this, because of COVID, unfortunately. You are also not just a runner, but an ultra marathoner. I try. Wow. I finish. That's all I do. I finished.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How do you, you know, you're mother of two and you've got everything going on. How do you, on top of that, stay fit? Because that's one of the biggest challenges for either staff nurses or travelers for anybody having a busy life, but it's that much more time is involved in being a traveler because you're planning uh, your, your flights and your housing and your next assignment and you're traveling all that. How yeah. do you fit in some exercise?
1: What, do you, what are some of I your know. strategies? Well, um, I, lo- I used to hate walks, but now I love them, especially now having COVID. It's hard for me to get the workout out, you know, to go hardcore. Um, but I love walks, and I could walk. I I did walk for like four hours and just where, wherever I was in Texas, just kept going around. And they had a little area. Walking is huge. Um, obviously, using your cell phone. Um, there's some apps that are free, which. I know all of them, um, <laughs> you know, doing arm exercise, doing squats, uh, you just have to put the time in. If you want it, you can put the time in, you know, mm-hmm. and for me, I think was the hardest that you're, you have to motivate yourself. That's the hardest thing. Like I have my husband at home who motivates me. Mm-hmm. Let's go for a run. I was like, well, I don't really want to, but Okay. But when you're traveling, you have to motivate yourself or you can ask your, you know, one of your nurse friends, like, Hey, I'll meet you here and we can, we'll go for a walk or we'll go for a run. And that's what I had to do. I had to motivate myself. I would set my alarm and because I'm a night nurse. And so I slept, I would sleep the whole day on my last day, you know, my one day off, I would sleep oh, the yeah. whole day. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And it felt delicious. Um, and, but I needed to get this workout in. And so I would set my alarm at one, 1 PM, get up at one and I would just go on my walk and I had to fit that in. And, um, you know, if you can do pushups or, you know, do the girl pushups as you have to, but you sure. can see yourself getting better. You know, now you're doing your five mile walks You now you're doing, you know, you're getting faster at it or it's just putting the effort into it. And there's so many apps out there that are free that I'm all over. So can you name one? My favorite is the seven minute workout. I have that one. Yes. I love that one. (laughs) And there's another one. one. The squat, squat, 30 days. 30 day squat. Yeah, absolutely. So they do day one, you do like seven and you keep going until you're doing like 500 squats. Fantastic. will be hard. And there's an arm one too. So it's, there's so many things out there now that you can do and they're free. Uh, Even Peloton, I'm not any sponsor on Peloton at all, but there's, uh, they were doing free, like three months um, on the app as well. So there's things out there.
0: I use their app actually. Uh, I think it's like $13 a month with tax 14 yes. and you have unlimited, you can narrow it down. I want to do light, medium, or long. I want to do five, 10, 15, 20 minutes. I want to do abs. I want to do whole body.
1: You can, it, it's really, really good app. I enjoyed it. I have the app as well. So yeah. I actually have the Peloton, but I didn't buy it. I mean, I didn't didn't buy it. I got an offer up all of my stuff are secondhand. Mm-hmm. So um, instead of paying that huge amount. Um, well, and a lot of people use it and then they realize it's not for them. They've not used it that much. So that's that's ideal. And that's what, how I got it because um, my, my husband knew that I wanted one and he's like, I'm you're fine. You don't need one. (laughs) And I was like, I know, I know. But he found it on OfferUp and for half the price even three quarters of the price, it was like nine, I think it was $300. And it, it literally was brand new. You can take the screen thing off. It was just like brand new. I've never tried OfferUp. That's cool. Yeah. And he bought it for his wife, this, the Peloton and his, and then the wife said, oh, I see. You think now I'm fat and everything. And it was like a big ordeal. And he's telling us this story. And I was like, oh my That's funny!" And he's like, I you had know, to get out of the house.
0: Most travelers can't get a Peloton because it's massive. It's heavy. It's yeah. not going anywhere. But the cool thing about the Peloton app is that uh, it doesn't do just cycling. It does yeah. walking, running, yoga, everything you Starting can choose training. without weights. Yes. yes. Uh, just just mat work so it's ideal kind of whatever you have if you have a gym in the hotel where you're staying or in the apartment where you have that's great but if you don't they have a lot of other choices
1: oh i think it's wonderful 100 because i don't have all these you know weights and everything but the peloton can you know you don't have to use weights you can do other things totally right Anna, thank you so much. I'm going to wrap it up there.
0: I want everyone to stay tuned. We are going to, on our next edition of the Traveller Minute, talk about medical missions. And Anna's actually done a lot of medical missions that we're going to talk about what it's like, what's involved, how do you get into it. So stay tuned for that on our next episode. And then Anna, thank you so much for joining us on this episode.
1: Oh, thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at TrapCon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.